1: Mommy, I need that.
0: Of the In Between podcast, where you'll hear simple solutions for living an extraordinary life. My name is Daniel M.
1: And I'm Christina M.
0: And that was which one of our kids this past week?
1: All of them. (laughs) Yes. That
0: Target catalog.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. So we are approaching Thanksgiving, and so that's why we wanted to do this podcast episode about how to raise grateful children, because Mm. in Canada, at least, Thanksgiving is an October,
0: which, just for the record, I think makes a lot more sense. I think so too. American Thanksgiving. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I like how it's spread out more. Yes, exactly. Um, and just for y'all who are not Canadian. Every other holiday is pretty much the same. Someone asked me, they're like, what? Thanksgiving is not the same. Do you have Christmas on December 25th? I'm like, yes, yes, we do. It's just Thanksgiving. So um, I feel like in Canada, you have October, you have your Thanksgiving, and then you have time to kind of work up to Christmas and all of that. Um, So the retailers try to put out, I guess, more Christmas stuff a little after Thanksgiving in Canada. But here in America, it's like, I don't know, three and a half weeks, maybe less than a month before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like the stores are rushing to get out all of their toy catalogs out before even Thanksgiving happens. And oh, yeah. so our kids' hearts are turned to want, 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 yeah, need, and, need, and need. And
0: now Costco too. I mean, there's Nutcrackers alongside Frankenstein. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's kind <laughs> right? of a weird and then there's yeah. aisles
0: and aisles of toys now, right? And they always like walking through. And uh-huh. I mean, even Macario's, my mom and my dad bought him dinosaurs from Costco
1: mm-hmm.
0: as a, I a don't birthday know, present. Yeah, a birthday present. And and when we went to Costco, he wanted the exact same dinosaur collection.
1: The exact same.
0: Well, it's it, it it's it's pretty much exactly the same. Okay. Just A few of the dinosaurs. There's two sets. But it's like the same, it's like the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks the same other than you have to just look and you see there's two different Mm. dinosaur configurations. And he's like, oh, I want that. I I need that. I don't have that. You have those (laughs) dinosaurs. And he's like, no, I don't have that one. I don't have that one. I don't have that one. So, Mm -hmm. tis the season. And this is why on this episode, we're going to be talking about how to raise Grateful children.
1: (laughs) Right. And through gratefulness, we pray and hope that that will make them be generous as well, that that would be the fruit of gratefulness.
0: Yeah, because we want our kids to be generous with their time, their money, and their talents. Uh, But when everything else around in the culture is saying, bye, 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 get, 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 it's hard to do that. So Mm -hmm. we want to share some keys to maintaining gratitude with your kids.
1: So this podcast episode is based on a book that we recently read by Kristen Welch. It's called Raising Grateful Kids in an Entitled World. Uh, We'll put the link to the book in our show notes. That's inbetween.org slash episode 42. But I love this quote that she says, uh, when entitlement's poison begins to infect our hearts, gratitude is the antidote.
0: Mm, I like that.
1: So the key to raising grateful kids is to maintain gratitude.
0: But maintaining gratitude is hard. I mean, even for us, right? Oh, my goodness. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think it's easier to compare and easier to feel like you're missing out versus look at everything you have around you and be grateful and thankful for it. So for example, the house we currently live in is like by far bigger than anything we have ever lived in before. So you think like our first place was a basement apartment
0: yeah
1: um yeah so um you know you didn't have much sunlight because it was in the literally in the ground (laughs) and then what we moved to another apartment that was about 600 square feet and then we moved to korea which was 700 square feet and then our biggest house before this was edmonton and it was what a thousand thousand
0: and fifty. Right. Yeah. I think he had thought it was fifteen hundred. Right. And then
1: (laughs) it's like even smaller. So but I mean, it was we were grateful for it because at least we had a roof over our heads. Yeah.
0: And it was our first home.
1: Yes, exactly. And it was just really, really special to us. We were able to bring all our children there and it just held great memories. Um, But when we were coming down to Nashville, Daniel and I had a week to be able to look at housing. And I don't know if you all know this, but the housing market in Canada is much more expensive than Nashville. And
0: we weren't even living in Vancouver or Toronto. Right.
1: right? Where the housing market is insane.
0: Yeah. So when we came down here to Nashville and we were looking at what we could afford, we were like, oh my goodness, this is like way more than double the size that we had
1: before. And
0: this and that and this and that. Yeah. It was just, we were blown away that we could afford something like this.
1: Mm-hmm. So we weren't even sure if we would even have enough furniture <laughs> to fit into all the rooms, really. Yeah. So, and now, four years later, I catch myself coming home sometimes and me like, you know, I really wish we had a bonus room upstairs, just for <laughs> another place for the kids to hang out, or let's just say to trash and put all of their like trinkets all around. Yeah. That's really what they do to the And play another
0: room. That's going to take them an hour to clean up,
1: <laughs> right? And another room to vacuum, right? Yeah. So, um, I need to really purposely make sure that I am grateful for the house that God has blessed us with, and not wishing for something that we actually don't need, and not wishing for something that you know. Four years ago, we were so grateful for.
0: Yeah, a good antidote to that is just going on YouTube and looking up tiny home.
1: That's true, <laughs> just exactly. Like,
0: but then you look at or hoarders, yes, and then you exactly. realize,
1: like, oh my goodness, we could have a big house and then have so much in there we can't even live in it. So
0: yeah, <laughs> precisely perspective, precisely. I guess. Right? Yeah. So the biggest thing for us is. In order to raise grateful children, I love that quote, Christina, that gratitude is the antidote to entitlement. Mm -hmm. But in order for us to show our kids what gratitude looks like, what that posture looks like, we need to model it. Right, and we need to model it in the way that we share stories, in the Mm -hmm. way that we communicate to one another, and and, in the way that we model it to our kids. The
1: way we even make comments under our breath, precisely, right? Or like, you know, you walk into someone's home and you're like, "Whoa, this house is so nice. Mm -hmm. I wish our house looked like this." And the kids are like, "What? I don't know why." Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, that's good. No, they'll they'll definitely be, and that's what it is, right? a lot more is caught than taught. Yeah. So what are our actions and what are our words saying that our kids are catching? So before we share the keys to maintaining gratitude, which, like we said, came from the book Raising Grateful Kids in an Entitled World, we wanted to share that today's episode is brought to you in part by Audible. And for today's episode, Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. All you need to do is go to audibletrial.com slash between to get started.
0: So that means you can get this book, Raising Grateful Kids in an Entitled World by Kristen Welch for free. Or you could get any other book that's available on Audible for free as well. It's really that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com slash between to get started today. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash inbetween. All right, so Christina, what is the first key to maintaining gratitude?
1: Uh, the first key would be to combat the struggle against entitlement in our lives and our home. So we need to teach them need versus want, right? Mm-hmm. We need to help them realize that the world does not revolve around them. So for example, when we talk about being able to serve one another, uh, especially with the kids, cause they're fighting and whatnot. We're always talking like, are you serving one another? Are you being kind or are you being entitled? Are you talk? are you thinking about just me? Or are you thinking about us? Mm-hmm. And we always say like Jesus came to serve and not to be served even though out of everybody he had the right to be served right yeah
0: yeah so when it comes to family when it comes to serving your siblings or or even our friends in our neighborhood and our school we're, we always ask them hey what, what, what would it look like for you to serve for you to care because a lot of times we think that becoming like Jesus is all about going to church or reading our Bibles mm-hmm. and and th- that is helpful and, and you do do grow in Christ-likeness when you do those things. But when you look at that verse that Christina was talking about, that Jesus came not to be served, but to serve mm-hmm. and to give his life as a ransom for many... What that basically means is, hey, let's serve like Jesus did. And that's one of the ways that we can grow in Christ likeness.
1: Right. And I think a lot of us have some good ideas about how to help our older kids serve. So even taking them to a soup kitchen or to somewhere that they are able to help others who are in need. But what about the younger kids?
0: Uh, la- such a good memory. Last year when Macarios made a Christmas treat bag yes. for a mail carrier. Did, did you, was that your idea? No, or that, that was from the church actually from okay. preschool.
1: So he had just turned three Mm -hmm. and they were learning about being generous and being thankful for the people around them, not just their mom and dad. So they had made treat bags, like you said, for the mail carrier. And so they put like hot chocolate and some treats in it. And so he walked out and they put a little note in it, like, thank you so much for serving us and Merry Christmas. He put it in the mail box and then the mail carrier got it. And he was watching. I remember the mail carrier getting the mail carrier got it and he like waved at him and cars was so happy. (laughs) And then a couple of days later, the mail carrier actually put a thank you note in the the, the, in our mailbox for Macarios and I just thought it was just such a wonderful way to see that you know kindness counts as well as how to show appreciation and how to show gratitude to others.
0: Yeah so for your children it is good to share and to explain why we're doing what we're doing mm-hmm. but really for children. The best thing to do is to model it. Right. Right. The best thing to do is to to not only to, to not just say, hey, would you like to serve them or not? It's just, hey, let's serve them. Right. Hey, look at how much we have out of the abundance that we have. Everything is a gift from God. Mm -hmm. What would it look like if we were then a blessing to other people?
1: Right. So um, we really try to display to our kids a posture of open hands and a posture that we have enough. So there are many times where we're cooking or we're baking. and We're like, you know what, let's make an extra dozen cookies or let's make an extra pot of of chili and be able to bless somebody in the neighborhood with it
0: yeah and what's really cool and we, christina you've done this so many times in the zucchini muffins yeah <laughs> that you'll do or, or yeah you're right enjoy chili <laughs> and, and a lot of a lot of this extra stuff that you'll do or or even when friends have babies mm-hmm. right so this is Obviously, it's easy to do this when there's a meal train going on right. and someone's in the hospital and, and we're wanting to give that way. But also just regularly out of the blue, giving stuff to our neighbors that way. It's, yeah. it's cool because our kids actually really like giving to our neighbors now.
1: They do. yeah, yeah. And they're
0: not asking. They're not like, oh, but what are we going to have? Mm-hmm. Uh, if we give this, what about us? I actually, I don't hear them ever saying that.
1: No. And they'll actually have friends come over and they want to give away toys and they want (laughs) to like make sure that their friends don't leave empty handed. And I love that they're displaying what we are teaching them on their own.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly.
1: So Daniel, what's another way that we can build gratitude into our children?
0: Consistency. Right. Mm. So when you think about consistency, what can you do on a regular What What are you doing on a regular basis? Right? right. Not even what can you begin doing on a regular basis. Just think about everything that you do with your children. Mm-hmm. What are the things that you do on a regular basis? So, Christina, when you think about your everyday and, and, and your daily rhythms, mm-hmm. what do you do on a regular basis with the kids?
1: Well, I drive them to school every morning. Yeah,
0: that's right. So, how long is that drive?
1: maybe a four or five minute drive.
0: What is something that you can do on a regular basis or something that you have been doing on a regular basis to cultivate gratitude in our kids?
1: Well, we always take the opportunity to pray. And then I ask them the same question every morning. And that question is, what is one thing that you are thankful for? Yeah,
0: so the cool thing about that, and mm-hmm. I'd love to hear um, some of their recent responses. Right, I used to, what was our, our first year living here? I used to be the one that would primarily drive them to school.
1: Yes, or put right? them on and the bus. Yeah,
0: and, and I didn't do that. I didn't really ask them that question. I would more or less just pray for them and... I'd have this thing where I'm like, "Who's gonna have an awesome sauce day?" Awesome
1: sauce day. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then you know we kind of say me, 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 and then and then one of them will usually say, "Who's gonna have a soupy sauce day?" It's <laughs> like not cute. me. So
1: that's, that's
0: that's that's the extent of our drive. <laughs> And then there was a moment as Nashville traffic continued get to get worse, mm-hmm. where I had to, you had to do it because I just I you had didn't to, have time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Traffic would have been way too bad even in a fifteen minute, you know, to wait a little bit longer for fifteen minutes. So I remember sometimes where occasionally now I would still drive them. Mm-hmm. You know, usually if I'd work from home or such, and if I would go all the way without asking them that question, they would actually bring it up now.
1: Oh. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. and they're That's like, awesome.
0: "Oh, mo- mommy usually asks what we're grateful for," and I'm <laughs> like, "Oh, really? What What do you mean?" And and she, and they're like, "Okay, here, this is how you do it, and and you're not allowed to say the same thing that someone else said, or or not allowed to say something that you did the yes yesterday." Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, so it was cool that they actually wanted to do that when I didn't know that we were doing that.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. And they actually, I mean siblings right but they actually fight about who <laughs> wants to go for oh i want to go first so but yeah i mean it has ranged literally from mommy and daddy to the leaves on the trees to the cold weather to like their friends like really really random things but i love how they're starting to see um the beauty and be grateful for the big and the,
0: the wait is over Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. A little. Mm, Good. That's awesome. So let's start at home, right? Number one, Mm -hmm. consistency. And number three,
1: do something different. So, sometimes the best way to introduce a different perspective is by doing something completely different. Yeah. And then repeat it over and over and over.
0: Well, Tony Robbins doesn't, you know, he has a little bit of a different perspective on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he, oh, are we uh, basing our lives on Tony Robbins no, now? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Thankfully not. No.
0: The <laughs> reason I bring him up and and part okay, I have to do a little bit of explaining here. Uh, We watched a documentary. It's fascinating. Yeah, on Netflix. Fascinating just about who he is and and what he does and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. But we were like, man, he drops the F-bomb over and over and over again. And he actually explained that that's a way to break people out of their kind of everyday mold and to begin thinking differently. Right. So So, I wouldn't necessarily recommend
1: dropping the F-bomb
0: to your kids. (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's not a way we want to change So a little bit of a tangent right
0: but i like the idea of doing something different because it does we you know we're 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 creatures of routine we are right and and by doing something different you're right it does kind of change your perspective Mm
1: -hmm. so an example from the book kristen welch says um they actually practice that every monday they eat rice and beans
0: so rice and beans every monday yep what what's the what's the reason behind that
1: well she says it's to help uh their family to remember how the rest of the world lives and eats Hmm. because you think about it yeah yeah like even when we lived in korea we could not afford to eat a lot of fruit i mean an apple would be like maybe two american dollars yeah per apple crazy yeah and like a watermelon remember that's what the only really thing that i could eat when i was pregnant for the first nine weeks and they were like 15 to 20 dollars yeah and
0: and it was those watermelon those really small watermelons yeah
1: exactly (laughs) like i could finish it in one sitting and i was like well i just ate 15 (laughs) dollars you're
0: right you're right so yeah it's it's and you know what honestly it's hard to it's hard to remember that
1: Mm mm-hmm So what better way to remind our kids how much we have than through their bellies and through an experience that they continue to have every single day?
0: Yeah, because you know what? Probably sooner or later, they're probably going to start complaining, right? Right. (laughs) And
1: like dreading Mondays. Oh no, Mondays are rice and beans day. Actually,
0: that reminds me when we're at my parents' place that Korean food is interesting because most of the times you have rice mm-hmm. and then you have a lot of side dishes. Right. Which are the same side dishes. And then usually you might cook one main dish. Yeah. Right. Maybe it's a meat dish or it's a soup or, or this or fish that. Or yeah. Something. Or fish. Yeah. So it's just one thing, but then it's not a lot in that not everyone gets their own slab of steak. For mm-hmm, example. Mm-hmm. It's like you cook one steak, right? Or right. or a couple steaks and it's just shared all together. And then you just have a lot of side dishes. And I remember what was a couple couple of Christmases ago where we're at my parents' house and maybe two or three days into it, our kids were like, we have to eat rice again.
1: Is this what we're having again? Yeah. And all the,
0: all the side dishes are the same and, And then, you know, the the main dish is a little bit different and they're like, What's going on? And I'm like, kids, no, this is awesome. And this is how a lot of people eat every single day. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So and I think that's when the lesson is really learned. Yeah, right. It's when the the something new, right, that kind of changes and shows them something, but then it becomes routine, but it's a routine they do not enjoy. And I think that's when they really start to have to fight
0: Mm.
1: not being gracious. For the food on the table, and that's really a continual learning opportunity. Like every Monday, we need to find the grumbles, even probably in our own selves, and to teach them how can we continue to be grateful, just even for food to fill our bellies.
0: Yeah, you're right because it really does become that tangible, practical. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's in your face reminder. Exactly once a week. No, that's good, if not
1: more. So we'll put in our show notes um, a really easy recipe for rice and beans uh, in case you don't know how to cook that. So that'll be at inbetween.org slash episode 42 in case you want to practice that with your family as well. All right, Daniel. So number four, what can we do to raise gratitude in our kids?
0: Well, we've I feel like we're a few of these points are the same just because they're so important right? and we really need to remember it. Mm hmm. And part of it is we need to model it, right? We, we've said it before. We've hinted at it here and there. But honestly, if we want to maintain gratitude in our kids, if we want to raise grateful children, we need to model it. Right. Right. Even, for example, when we were on fall break, we went to the space center I and mean, we were at the beach, but then we drove to the space center. Kennedy Space Center, and then and and by the way, if you have kids and they love space, Uh, this is the place to go. And if you if the last time if you've ever been to the Kennedy Space Center and it's been more than three or four years since you've been, Mm -hmm. you have to go again because they've revamped it. No, yeah, and now with the commercialization of space, SpaceX has rented out a bay, and it's just a lot of cool things have happened and are going on. So it was it was a really fun time that we had with our kids Mm -hmm. so the the thing about that the reason I bring it up is because after that we decided spontaneously to drive down to downtown Disney
1: because it was an hour away
0: yeah yeah so we went there and we didn't know where we were gonna eat and I mean I don't even remember last time I was there so we were just kind of walking around and looking for restaurants looked up on Yelp and we were like oh hey here's one that's uh highly reviewed and highly rated it was a T-Rex restaurant
1: yeah our kids, especially Macario's, love dinosaurs. And so we thought, you know what? That would be a really cool experience.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we weren't in the paid part of Disney, right? This is just kind of like a, a little place worth with shops and things to look around in. So we went and there's a lot of people outside of it. But mm-hmm. when we went in, they were like, oh, it's just a 10 to 15 minute wait.
1: Yeah. So let's do it. Yeah.
0: So it was like, okay. So we go in and they have like a meteor shower every 30 it was minutes. It really cool. Yeah, really cool in that it was every 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got seated within 15. But between the time we ordered and got the food...
1: Almost an hour and a half. <laughs> we had a lot of meter showers. Yes, that is like, why... Really? again. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, it was such a cool experience. It was so wonderful to be able to there. Yeah, because the dinosaurs moved and there was like
0: an Ice Age place. Right. uh, You know, there are all these different themed aspects of the restaurant.
1: Right. But it was really hard to continue to try to be grateful for the experience. It was kind of getting old pretty quickly and all of our tummies were grumbling. And uh, I think we all found ourselves grumbling a little bit and being like, oh, when is this food coming? Yeah,
0: you're right. In hindsight, if we had done this podcast before, we probably would have done a better job at
1: modeling <laughs> no, it. That's true. Yeah, full
0: confession. <laughs> right. We tried.
1: Yes. But we it did. was But our, our tummies <laughs> won over. So, um, But another way that we have really been conscious about modeling gratitude is actually in the place that we chose to live.
0: Yeah, you're right. So earlier on in the episode, we talked about the fact that we now live in a place that's twice the size of, of our, our place previous, in Edmonton, unless right. and, and you think we live in some grandeur home with columns everywhere and marble, you know, and, and nope, you know, no, <laughs> we, don't. we don't, and we don't live in a neighborhood where that would even be a wise investment in, investment of money, right? Right. When we looked at all the different neighborhoods that we could live in, we intentionally chose an area just outside of Nashville mm-hmm. where we could feel like we'd be ourselves where when we looked at who lived here and what cars and they drove exactly yeah what
1: vacations they took what kind of clothes their kids were wearing that we felt like we could be ourselves yeah that exactly. we did not feel like we would necessarily quote-unquote have to keep up with the joneses because everybody's driving a minivan yeah and that's totally acceptable um and a big part of us choosing why we live here was because of our kids mm-hmm. that if they felt like they were continually missing out or being quote-unquote the poor kids, then their hearts would be continually wanting, wanting, wanting for more and more because they're comparing themselves to their friends.
0: Yeah. And, and I I remember feeling this... A lot growing up.
1: Oh, did you? Yeah. Yes. I think I grew up in a very normal place. And so there was nothing like that really. But
0: yeah. What when do you I, mean? Yeah. When I was in high school, the place that I grew up in was incredibly wealthy. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't that my parents were, I mean, they were, they were, they worked really hard right. to prepare to provide for my sisters and I. And, uh, but we grew up in an area where we had just got in at the right time. Mm hmm. But everyone that I'd gone to school with, everyone was just extremely wealthy to the point where, I mean, I just felt like, like I hated going to Walmart. Like that oh, the, like I remember nice. as a teenager being like my mom is trying to buy me a pair of jeans at Walmart and mm-hmm. I'm like no I need name brand right no I need Nike this or adidas this and or I need the you know the reebok pumps <laughs> <laughs> <You're> <laughs> you know really I need those. this and yes. and I remember doing that and I, you know in hindsight I feel really I feel really bad that I that I put that pressure on my parents they 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 did buy me that name brand stuff mm-hmm. but when I think about it I was like but at what cost?
1: Right. Do they I mean, have to work? A yeah. A few more hours exactly, that day. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and I don't even remember them buying a lot of clothes for themselves. Right. And So I feel bad now that I say this. But uh, really, it was that pressure. I felt a lot of pressure from my friends just to try to fit in. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to put my kids through, through that.
1: And really, a lot of the world cannot even afford new clothes all the time. They maybe have two or three different outfits that they circle through. And so that brings us to our last point, which is we need to teach our kids about what actually goes on in the world. It's not just this North American bubble.
0: Yes, it really is for problems. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, it really, really is. So we need to teach them the value of money and we need to show them, I think what people live on per day and how far a U.S. one dollar can go in different places.
0: You're right. You're right.
1: Like people live on less than one American dollar a day.
0: Yeah, that's and incorrect. we can't yeah.
1: e- we can't even get a cup of coffee mm-hmm. for that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so it's just the disparity of wealth is mind boggling. Mm-hmm. And I think our kids need to know that.
0: Yeah, and that's why we love what Compassion International does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christina, I want you share with our listeners what what our what our kids did, especially in regards to Christmas?
1: Well, every Christmas, Compassion International sends us a letter asking if we would like to contribute to a Christmas present for our sponsor child. Mm. Now regardless if we give or not, they our children get. Like every child in the village gets a Christmas present, which I really appreciate. Um, So but we do want to give in the ways that we can. And so uh, because our girls have their own sponsor children, we have asked them to contribute to the amount of money. So they um, saved up and they took it from their allowance for about a few months. Of what they get and were able to contribute to their child's Christmas present this year.
0: Which is awesome because they could have used that on whatever they wanted to. Oh, yeah. Right. They could have used that to buy something for themselves or or for Victoria to get some more books on her Kindle Mm -hmm. and for Adeline to keep on saving because i don't what know she, does. I don't don't know what she, what she she's saving
1: for a very rainy day she really is
0: actually it's funny because she always wanted a what does she want a chameleon yes and then she wanted a sloth you can't buy sloths Nope. but you can buy chameleons right. and she's probably pretty close i think we so. shouldn't tell her that though
1: no i do th- <laughs> i think she's grown out of them but okay, i think okay. she just thought it was really cool to have an animal that changes color <laughs> But it wasn't just even the fact that they were contributing money. We really wanted them to feel more a part of it. And so they wrote a Christmas card Mm -hmm. to their sponsor children. And we prayed for them and asked God to be with them and to protect them. And also we talked about how these Christmas presents are not going to go towards a new Kindle. These Christmas presents are probably going to be shoes for school yeah. and books and clothes that they are able to replace things that probably have holes or are just sort of rags now.
0: Yeah. And to an extent and to a certain age, us doing actions like this. So so obviously talking about mm-hmm. what global reality looks like for the, 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 the most of the people in this world right. outside of the first world bubble here. Uh, talking about it is one thing. Right. That's good. Uh, being able to give and for them to give their money toward it is another thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, one day we hope to take our kids on a mission trip, too, so that they can see that.
1: Yes, completely. So we led what our friends recently did for f- their fall break. So they have two kids uh, in high school and their kids have never even been on a plane, Daniel. Oh, OK. Their I didn't kids have never been outside of the country. And guess where their parents took them? Where? Haiti. Wow. Yes. And to serve in an orphanage there. Um, And I love the story about their experience. So they were there and they were actually in a village like completely covered with trash. Mm. And there was a lady who took a picture and there was a person who asked like, why would you want to take a picture of this? It's like a dirty village. And she said, but did you look at the sunrise? Mm. And they were like, no, we completely missed it. And so she was like, well, if you look up. You'll be able to see the beauty around you. And so they were actually, um, I think they were helping build part of the school or whatnot. and it was just you know, trash and dirt and and just not the greatest circumstances and their teenage son was so happy and they're like, why are you so happy? And he's like, because I'm looking up, I'm seeing that how we're giving and being able to change these people's lives and to help them have an education. I'm not looking at the trash. I'm looking at uh, the future, really.
0: Man, that's incredible. Isn't that?
1: I'm like, that experience (laughs) is going to carry him on for the rest of his life. He can just remember To look Hmm. up and to be thankful for things that maybe necessarily not are quite, you know, around him, but being able to look and be grateful for even God's creation.
0: That's good. That's good. So this week, what does it look like for you to look up, right? For you to look up with your kids, for you to raise grateful children? Mm -hmm. We hope you can... Apply one of the tips and one of the at least one of the ideas that we had talked about on this episode you can go to inbetween.org slash episode 42 if you were driving or working out and, and wanted just a, a a summary of what we had mm-hmm. talked about you can definitely go there and, and also you can go to episode 31 that's inbetween.org slash 30 episode 31 to uh, for more ideas because on that episode we talked about how to raise kids that change the world
1: mm-hmm. So, Daniel, what are we going to be talking about next week?
0: Our all-time favorite marriage advice. Yes. All-time favorite.
1: (laughs) The stuff that we've heard, the stuff that we've read about. uh, We can't wait to share it with you.
0: Yeah. All right. Now, if we're not connected on social media, at InBetweenShow, If you have any questions that you'd love us to answer, because we do we do episodes around questions as well, Mm -hmm. you can go to inbetween.org and hit submit a question. And we'd love to hear that. We'll record an episode on it too. And lastly, if you haven't left us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, we would deeply appreciate that. It'll take less than a minute, but it does help a ton. All right. We'll catch you guys next week.